Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, you could do better than that. Praise the Lord, everybody. Man, come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap. It is a joy to be in the presence of the Lord in the house of God. I, uh, I don't know where a better place I would like to be, even in this rain. I wouldn't like to be in my bed right now. I'd just like to be praising God. Amen. 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 We're going to move right on to the, um, to the message. We're going to talk today the story of a lost coin. Uh, If you have your Bibles handy, uh, grab a hold of them and turn to Luke chapter 15, verse 8. And there's two scriptures, Luke chapter 15, verse 8. And if you get it, just say amen. 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 And we're going to wait for you guys at home to find your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 15, verse 8 as well. Amen. And it reads, or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Over one sinner who repents. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, we ask that you would speak to me and through me. Lord, you say it. I shall repeat it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hide me behind the cross and use me for your glory. And, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer, let the church say amen. Amen. The lost coin. Jesus uses this parable about the lost coin to show how he searches for the lost souls, for those that have been living a life of sin. But when the lost becomes found, It tells us that heaven throws a rejoicing party, a celebration to cheer for one found soul. For one person that repents, heaven rejoices. And so again, Jesus um, shows us how he searches purposely for the lost and why he associated himself with non-believers, such as the tax collectors and the sinners that he had, you know, walked with or would stay at their house sometime and would share um, a word with them or to bring healing to their bodies, to be in their presence. He didn't find it robbery to hang with those that were considered Gentiles or those that were considered sinners. For it was all for heaven's gain. 
if the truth doesn't step in the midst of the lie, how can it be exposed? And so Jesus, knowing he is the truth, and the Bible says that the truth will make us free, he stepped in the midst of a lie and he will reveal it and it will, you will see the truth. Now, the lie can cover itself 10,000 times, but the truth can walk naked, and it doesn't need to cover itself nor hide. And so this woman who had 10 pieces of silver lost one. But one thing she understood was she knew the value of the coin that was lost. It had the same value of those that were still present and found. She knew that it was the value because she was the one that earned the coin. And so to the person that earned the coin, it is more valuable for them to keep you. And so this woman in this poor house that was created, and, and let me try to describe the structure of the homes in the poor homes, the floor was simply pounded earth. It was dirt. It was just pounded dirt. And it was infused and mixed with pebbles and baked clay. It was like tiles, but it was just pounded. And so this pounded tile had a heavy dust to it. And it's not like the wooden floors you know, where the, the more wealthier people can afford the wooden floor, hard wooden floors. How many of us got hard wooden floors in our house? Yep, see, you wealthy and don't even know it. But the hard wooden, the hard wood floors were considered for those that were more of a, fight, a better financial status. But this woman was, um, she wasn't wealthy at all. That's why she cherished her coin. But this woman, she had lost something that was valuable to her. And when she lost it, she searched for it with a passion to find it. A desire to know that it has to be somewhere close by. And so she took a broom and she begins to sweep. But as she begins to sweep, the dust would cover, cover. And she would sweep, and she swept, and she swept to the point where she turned on a light. And when she turned on a light, she began to look a little more deeply for it because she cherished it. How many of us have lost something that we cherish? But yet and still do you search for it with the light that Christ has put inside of you and with the desire to find it and restore it back to the others. But here this woman, she searched for it. She moved the dirt carefully. She swept carefully. She began to move things around, lift things up, pull things back. She began to shift the furniture to search for this lost coin. 
just like God have to do us. Sometimes we get lost in a, a situation and God have to begin to move some things around us and begin to shed some light on us so that we can be found because we were lost sinners at one time or another but yet and still, Christ did not give up on the search for our souls. He did not give up on the search for our hearts. But he continued to move and shift things around us. We begin to lose friends that was the ones that was inviting us into a world of ungodliness or one that was promoting us in sin. But yet and still, God began to move. And you're trying to figure out, why are my friends leaving me? Why it seems that I'm alone? But you wasn't alone. You had a new surroundings, and that was the surroundings of the Spirit of God, which was pulling at your heart. He knew that you were lost, but he knew that you were his because he created you and he called you by your name before the foundations of the earth because he tagged you and said, that's mine. So even when you was lost in sin, God still said, that's still mine. And he would not stop the search until he found you. Now, I'm thinking about this woman cleaning, and I remember some years ago, I went into my grandmother's room. And my grandmother had the cleanest baseboards. You know, the baseboards are at the bottom of the wall. And it almost looked like she painted them again. That's how clean they were. The floors was clean. The baseboards was clean. And I looked at her baseboards because I knew what mine looked like at my house. And I noticed how clean her baseboards were. And I'm, I'm looking at the window sills now, and they were clean, but the baseboards. Who, who cleans the baseboards to a sparkle? And I said, Grandma. I said, your baseboards are clean. She said, yeah, I lost the air in. My grandmother had lost her earring, so she decided to look for it, and she noticed that her baseboards were dirty. So she said she went and got a bucket, some pine oil, and whatever else they used to use back in the day, and she began to take and scrub her baseboards. And as she scrubbed her baseboards, she scrubbed her floor, and she found her earring. And she gathered the earring and put it back with the other one that was already on the dresser. Sometimes we have to clean up in order to find the trueness. Sometimes we have to allow some people to walk away from us. Sometimes we have to, we have to step into the light so we can be exposed from the darkness of being hidden. Because sometimes we can get caught up in our own mess. There was a, a saying that we used to say, finders keepers, losers weepers. I remember my wife lost a diamond in her band, her wedding band. This wasn't that long ago, neither. It might have been about two years ago. And she lost a diamond. I wasn't financially set to be buying another diamond. We're struggling a little bit. And, 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 and she, she noticed that the diamond had came out of her ring. And I, I said, well, she said, well, you know, you might have to replace it. And I said, well, I, it won't be no time soon because I, I can't do it. And I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, please help me find this, 
this, this, this diamond. And so I went to the kids and I said, hey, mom lost a diamond in the house. I said, do you remember last time you seen it? She said, last time I seen it, I was standing right here. So we begin to look all over the room, all over the room in the carpet, and, and our carpet is kind of thick. So we, we, we going all over the room, and everybody's looking and standing and searching. Nobody's getting low. We just staying high, and we're looking, and we're searching, and we're trying to find it. We got all the lights on, but we still can't find it. Searching. Next thing you know, I said, all right, Lord. Show me where it is. And when I say that, my wife normally knows that I have this special relationship with Jesus. And when I ask Jesus to reveal something to me, he normally does. It's just that you sometimes have to sit quiet by yourself. It's like that lost coin. Sometimes you just have to sit and just listen. When the Lord said it's still in that same area. I said, now we all search that area. But if the Lord says that's where it is, that's where it is. So I begin to get low. I got on my hands and my knees, and I begin to pat the carpet. And then I had this bright idea to take my shoes and my socks off, because if I miss it with my hands, I'll catch it with my feet. And so I'm patting the carpet, and lo and behold, there go the diamond. I said, I found the diamond. And my wife said, who, how did you do that? I said, I cried to the Lord, and, and he heard my cry, and I felt the diamond. And I don't know whether I was more excited that I didn't have to spend the money to buy another one or that the Lord just simply heard my cry, and I found the diamond. I gave it to my wife, and I said, here it is. Please don't lose it again. And then she said, well, we're going to have to reset it. And so it was cheaper to reset it than it was to replace it. Sometimes it's better to be reset than to be replaced. God holds you with value. He sees you and he smiles upon you with favor. Even when you're in a wickedness, he knows that you're going to come back to him. But it's a way that he draws you back. Because the Bible says that for everyone who acts, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. He is always standing there waiting for a return, waiting to find you in a good place. Isaiah chapter 1 says, Come now and let us settle the matter, says the Lord. He says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Jesus wants to clean you. And he wants to clean the areas around you. It, 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 see, if he can put you in a better place or reset you in a better position once you're found, when he gather you with, with more believers and you begin to worship his name and you begin to worship him and you begin to learn more of him, get closer to him, he puts you in a better place. He puts you in, 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 a, in a more secure area so that you won't be lost again. John says, and this is the will of him who sent me. He said that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up 
in the last days. See, what he was saying was, even when you're lost, he'll search you out till he finds you. When you are his, nothing can pluck you out of his hand. He will hold you until the day of judgment. And it's not about being perfect. It's not about being shiny. And it's not about being all dandy and great and always happy. You can have some stains on you. You can have some nicks on you. You can have some scars on you. You can have some wounds on you. But those are just to simply remind you that if you're still able to stand in the midst and the presence of God, there is value that cannot be replaced. There is a worth that God has on you because he paid for it on Calvary and he know the value of your life. And that's why no matter how hard the search is, he'll do it every time. Because with Jesus, keepers, finders is keepers. And weeping only a door for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Jesus searched carefully until he finds the lost. Just like that woman searched carefully until she found the lost coin. And she rejoices. Just like the angels in heaven, they rejoice when you are found in Christ. The song said, amazing grace, how sweet the sound who saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, how amazing. God's grace is. He kept us even when we were lost. There, there was a saying that we used to say when we get afraid and we're in Christ now. They say, well, if the enemy couldn't destroy you when you was in sin, how can he destroy you now that you're with Christ? Sometimes you have to recognize that you have such a blessing and a covering of God. Even when dust is being poured on you, God will still search you out and find you and bring you back home safely. And he rejoices, and the angels of heaven rejoices with you. They rejoice when you return. Some of us have lost ourselves in some sin, trying to clean it up, sweep it ourselves, getting ourselves deeper and deeper in it, burying ourselves and bad relationships and bad situations. But the Lord finds us and he pulls us back to salvation. His grace, his mercy, his love finds us. And he finds us in such a unique way. He doesn't speak just to our situations, but he speaks to our heart. There was a king, David whom God loved. God anointed David as a child. David was the king. He became the king of Israel. He was just a bright little shiny boy when he was anointed, but God seen something special in him. And God knew that out of David's life, the bloodline Jesus would come later down the line. And so David had found favor in God's eyes. David, as the Bible said, was a man after God's own heart. But David had some mess with him. David would mess up time and time again, and God would come and restore him. But it's this one time where David was relaxing. He was walking in a palace on the roof. And he sees a beautiful woman that was bathing on the roof named Bathsheba. 
Now David immediately was drawn by her beauty and sent for her. And when he sent for her, they told her that Bathsheba was the wife of Uriah. Now Uriah was in his army. He was one of the, the commanding officers in his army. But despite knowing that truth, David still had an affair with Bathsheba. And later, David sent the word, well, Bathsheba sent the word back to tell David she was pregnant. So David goes and he panics, picks up the broom, his broom, and he tried to clean up his mess. And so he goes and, and he sends for Uriah and bring Uriah back so he can spend the night with his wife. That didn't work because Uriah had more desire to serve the king, so he stayed outside the king's door. So he never went to his wife. So David found that out, and David sent him to his death on the front line of the war. Uriah was killed. David thought he covered up his mess. At that moment, David became the lost coin. But God still had value in David. So here David thinking that he got away with it. It's all covered up. Nobody knows. And if the one that knows, he knows not to tell on the king. So here God comes sending Nathan. Nathan comes into the palace. David, can I have a word with you? He said, I need to share something with you because the Lord sent him with his broom. And the Lord says, David, there was a man who had a cattle full of lamb. And, and that man had thousands of them, hundreds of them. He had a lot of them. There was another man who had one. And he was throwing a celebration in a party. And instead of taking one of his own, he went and got that one man's lamb. And he cut the lamb, slayed it, and fed it for his celebration. And he began to pull on David's heartstrings. And he said, David, what should we do with this man? David said, punish him, kill him. This man, who is this man? Nathan looked and said, David, this man is you. That was God shedding the light on his situation. He said, David, you was lost for a moment. You was trying to cover up your mess. But because I have value in you, because I love you, he said, I need to expose you. So he shed the light on him. David, knowing that, that broke God's heart. It broke his. Being a man after God's own heart, he wanted to be restored. And so David began to write this one prayer that he said to the Lord in Psalms 51. To me, it was one of the greatest prayers that was written. He said, and I won't read it all, I'm going to skip through some. But he said, have mercy 
on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away my iniquity. He said, and cleanse me from my sins, for I know my transgression, and my sin is always before me. I'm going to skip down to verse 9. When he says, hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. He said, do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. It's the moment when we turn back to God. It's that moment when he forgives us. It's that moment when he pulls on our hearts and we accept and we begin to repent. And we begin to ask God to forgive us. And knowing that against you and you alone, God, have we sinned. But when God finds us in that position and he restores his salvation and he puts his spirit back in us and around us and he holds us in his love. It's the warmest place in life. It's a place of serenity. It's a place of joy. It's a place of restoration. It's a place of redemption. It's a place where salvation covers us. And because he loves us, he looks up at heaven and says, hey, he came back home. I found the lost coin. I touched his heart and he responded. And heaven looks and says, whoa, look at him. He's all right. He's back. And they throw a party. So why don't we celebrate when somebody comes in the presence of the Lord? Why don't we celebrate with them? Hold a party for them. Celebrate and lift up the name of Jesus. And say, we've found one lost coin. But the thing about the lost coin. This is where I think the enemy makes his mistake. Is that the one who created us is the one that holds our value. And when he holds us valuable, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing can separate you from God's love. We was once that lost coin. We were once sinners saved by grace. That amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Come on, stand with me. If you, like me, was once that lost coin, and now that you hold in this hand, and as I look around this room, and I, 
And I see the people that came out because they wanted to worship God. We are all found right now in God's hands. Even though we're going through a, a trying time, this COVID-19, God is still faithful. And even when it seems like worship was lost for a while, he still was present with us in our homes. He still was giving us time to find things that was lost, to restore relationships that was dying, to rebuild a personal, more personal relationship with you. It wasn't dependent on no one else. It was dependent on you to continue to grow in Christ. Although the church had opened up the, the, the airways for reaching us with Zoom and teaching, but it was your choice to look. It was your choice to sign on. So when you signed on, it blessed us. It gave us encouragement to continue. It helped us to continue to reach out for the loss. It strengthened us to continue to search for those that might not be able to attend church, but search a way to get them the word of God. And we thank you for your support. And we thank you for your love. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the people of God. We thank you for the strength and the opportunity to be able to come back in and worship you. Lord, we love you, Lord. And Lord, if there's anything in us that's not right, Father, we ask that you would restore us back to you. So we ask that you would clean us up, Father. Find us in our fault. Clean us, Lord. You said that you would rather see us clean, cleanse. You will make us whiter than snow. So, Lord, we thank you that you didn't give up on us. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just at this time during worship, this is a time where we can all participate in the service. This is the time of giving. So that the ministry can continue to service you and that we can continue to serve you. We ask that you will set in your minds and your hearts whatever the Lord lays on you to give. Those that are watching, we ask that you would give online. You can click below and you can give to the church so that we can continue to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also... Those that are here with me, we have a basket to my left, to your right, some of you. And we ask that you will put your offering in there. Amen. Father, we ask that you will bless the offering, bless the givers, and bless the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, what a good word from the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Charlie, for bringing that word today. Church, I want to just encourage you. I want to, I want to invite you. Allow the word that Pastor Charlie shared with us today to, to sink in. The reality is every one of us at some point was lost. 
And we can celebrate right now that we're found in Christ. But we can also celebrate that Christ has put us on mission. We've got an agenda going forward to seek the lost, to, 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 to be the hands and feet of Christ who goes forward with the good news of the gospel, the redemption, redemptive story of God's plan for our lives. So I invite you, church, this week, live on mission. I want to remind you really quickly that we gather together on Sundays for corporate worship. We get together on Tuesdays online virtually for Bible study. You can find information about that on our website. You can join in with that. And then on Thursday evenings, we do a church check-in. Be praying this coming week as Pastor Ricky prepares the word for next week. We have a, a great opportunity to hear from Pastor Ricky as, as God gives him a word for our congregation as well. Would you join me in praying and receive this blessing? Father, once was we were once lost, but now we are found. Found specifically in you. Renewed, restored, and called by your name. God, I pray that everyone who hears this message today, I pray that they would indeed be able to say that true for them as well. That their life has been restored to you, given purpose and meaning, understanding their value, their worth. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you chose. You chose to seek out the lost coin. Father God, would you bless every one of us? Would you make your face to shine upon us this week? And would you give us grace? And as we go forward from here, might there be a salvation party this week for somebody who yields their life to you, the Lord, the King, the Messiah, and our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, join us on Tuesday or Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.